0: The last thing we're discussing was a case where if a person's first wife passed away while he was alive and then he passed away and there's a second wife. The second wife gets her ketubah and the question is, do the kids from the first wife, do they get ketubah, whatever their uh, grandfather put into the, their mother's dowry and the father match? Do they get that or not? And the Gemara said, it sounds like it's the same makhluket as benna nasanir bi'akibah. Uh, where bin Anas said the the first the first uh, wife's kids, they could tell the the second wife's kids that you take your stuff, and then we could take our uh, mother's ktubah. And Rabbi Akiva said once the once the the Nahala, once the inheritance jumped over to the second kids, they lost out ketubat ben indichrin, and it sounds like it's the same machloket as our mishnah. And Rabbi said. Everyone agrees that the first wife's kids get the ktubat bin in over here. The question is if that's, that second ktubah is an extra to the, and therefore allowing the first wife's kids to be able to take their ktubat bin in Rabbi Yosef didn't like that because if that was the case, then Rabbi Akiva, the language he used in the Bright Tower, it said halah, the inheritance already passed over. That language doesn't make sense. It should say if there's leftover dinar. Therefore, Rav Yosef said no. The, the machloket in Mishnah is like the following tana'im, where it sounds like Tanakama holds that the first wife's kids don't get the ketubat dichrin and Rabbi Shimon holds that they do. And the Gemara again pushed that away, and they're saying no. That uh, machloket between them is does that extra dinar does it have to be karka or not? That according to Tanakama. That a dafka has to be a a contribution on, even if it's a cash or a movable object, it also is considered extra. And with that, we're starting Sadi Aleph amud Alif, three lines in where it says, and Could you really say that a contribution on, that even if it's a movable object, even that extra is money, even that's okay? even if there's assets that there's no obligation on, meaning just movable objects, and on klum, they're not considered anything when it comes to Ketubat ben indichirin, until there's assets with an obligation to pay, meaning land, and has to be, it has to be worth more than two, uh, two Ketubat dinar. So if each k'tubat is $50,000, so it has to be $100,000 one dinar. So you see your Bishimon says, it needs to be land. Says, rather, you have to say, what's the Machlok etanaim? Rather, we're talking about Bedinar Mishabede Kamiflege. If that extra dinar is really supposed to be given to someone else. More sabbatana Tanaka Mahald In Mirim Shabede Lo. Tana holds, that that extra dinar has to be free money that they can be able to use. It can't be uh, reserved to, to, to pay back a different loan to someone else. And Rabbi Shimon held, even if that extra dinar is supposed to be given to someone else, it's still considered extra. And the Gabbas says, If Rabbi Shimon is coming to, to be lenient, then when it said, Rabbi Shimon, mutar dinar." If there's an extra dinar, then they could take their mother's ketubah. It sounds like he's trying to be mahmir. It should have said, Kivan sheyesha motar dinar mi If he's coming to, uh, to be lenient, it should say since, not if. It should say since there's an extra dinar, then the first ones could take their, uh, their, their mother's ktubah. It should say it, uh, since, not if. Yeah, again, we're going to try a different option. Be pahot dinar, here, where the mahlokit is if there's less than a dinar of extra money or extra assets. more savatana kama held, dinar in, pahot me dinar lo, has to be exactly a dinar, not not less. Or mor sabat held, afilu pahot me dinar, even if it's less than a dinar, that's good enough. Takamara asked a question. How could you say that? Be dinar kamar, he said there were dinar. And if you want to flip it, the Tanakhama is the one who holds that uh, anything is good enough for, for extra. And Rabbi Shimon wants dafka dinar. Tanakhama dematnitiin, na mi dinar kamar. Then the Tanakhama Mishnah also said dinar, so then it would be Tanakhama contradicting himself. Rather, you have to go by the original mehluket that we said, that, that's what it's like, that the question is, if that extra dinar could be movable objects or if that extra dinar is supposed to be given to someone else, a creditor, whatever it is, you have to flip it. According to the the children of the first wife come and take their k'tubat even though there's, uh, there's uh, extra dinar which is movable objects or it's supposed to be payback a creditor. And Rabbi Shimon is coming to argue and says, "Dafka, if it's land and Dafka, if that extra dinar is not supposed to be given to anyone else. And Amar Mor Zutra Papa, Hilcheta, Halacha is when the first wife passes away while he's alive, and the second wife gets her ktuba, the, first children, the children of the first wife, they get their mother's dowry money, and if there's enough for the second ktubah, meaning if the second wife gets her ktuba, then the first one can now take their mother's ktubah money. So now, the question is, why does Rafa have to tell us these two dini? I understand, if you t- would have only told me the first al-Khad that if the first one died and then uh, he died, then the first w- uh, wife's children get Ketubat at benindikrin. Rilosh, okay. man, and he didn't tell us about the second deen, ketubah set Motel havetah, where the second wife's ketubah becomes extra so the first kids can take uh, th- their mother's ketubah. If you didn't tell me the second din, I would have thought, if there's an extra dinar, okay, then you, could, then the first ones could take their mother's ktuba, and if not, not. Meaning, if you didn't, uh, if there's no extra dinar, they wouldn't be able to take it. And that's why Rafa uh, Pahata to explained to us both then. Just tell me the second din, that's more important. Uh, the, that the second wife's ketuba becomes extra for the, uh, f- so therefore the first kids, the first wife's kids can take their uh, mother's ketuba. Then and I would have understood mishum and I automatically would have understood that uh, that if one of them passes away while he's alive and the other one after his death, then uh, the first ones could take their uh, their mother's ktubah after the second uh, the second wife's kids took their ketubah. I would have understood that Dean automatically. So just tell me the second in, And I would have automatically understood the first Deen. That's what the Gemara explains. If that's the way you would have said it, I, mean, I would have thought, what are we talking about? We're talking about a situation where, he, where this man married three wives. And two of them passed away while he's alive, and they have children. And one of them passed away after he died. And the one that is still alive after death, and then she passed away, she had only a girl Vilav Bat Yerushahi and she's not a Bat Yerushah she doesn't get inheritance only boys get inheritance and what Rav Papa would be Mehadesh, what he's trying to explain is that that when she gets her Ketubah she's Yerush her mother then the actual entire Yerusha can now take into effect whatever happens with the first uh, two wives who passed away while the husband was still alive what happens with uh, with their inheritance Aval I would have thought that if one of them when well, he only married two wives one of them passed away while he's alive one after his death and the one after uh, the one who passed away after him uh, let's say she had a boy maybe worried they're going to fight that if the first wives uh, children are going to get you got more than us you got less than us they're going to fight over everything and maybe they wouldn't get a Ketubat maybe they'll just split in half like a regular Yerusha Kamash Malan, our father, is tell me that you don't have to worry about it. That's why he needed the first din and the second din. That's why he had to tell us that the halakhah is that one in life and one in death is the And he also had to tell us the word of the Lord is the Lord to the Lord. Next, Mishnah. Who is the man who is married to two women? One woman, her ketubah was much more. Let's say it's worth a thousand, and the other one it's worth only five hundred. So the higher the ketubah and the lower ketubah. So Meshayana Sushetanashima, a man is married to two women, umetu, and then they passed away. Hakka and then he passed away. Vitomim and Vakshin Iman. And the atomim were with the, with the mother with the thousand ktubat, higher ktubat, they want their ktubat bin in whatever their grandfather brought into the dowry. The and sham edlashete ktubat and there's only two ketubot, meaning there's only fifteen hundred exactly. At that point, Hulkin, nobody gets anything. Hulkin Bishaved, they get everyone gets exactly what they did 50-50. So this one gets 750, that one gets 750, and that's it. However, Hayasham Motar Dinar, if it's 1501, Ktubat Iman, everyone gets their ktuba. Uh, if, if this one gets their five hundred, that one gets their thousand, and uh, and that one extra dinar they'll split in half. Now, Imam Ru Yetomim, if the Yetomim said, Let's be smart. dinar. Let's throw into the pot one dinar. And now we'll be able to get our full ketubah, our mother's full ketubah. So we can take their mother's ketubah. And line. we don't listen to them. The reason is because the, the minute their father passed away, it's as if everyone got whatever they're supposed to get already. It's already they were muhzak in it. You, We assess the whatever, whatever all the assets in Beitin. We figure out what it is. And if there's uh, no extra dinar, then we split it in half. Let's say there was money coming in. The grandfather, the father's father, was going to pass away, leave an inheritance. Also, and that money is not there yet, but it was automatically going to come in. it's not as if it's already there, and therefore we can't count it as an extra dinar. Even if there's a lot of money, but it's all cash, it's all uh, movable objects. enan it's not considered anything. That extra dinar has to be of actual land there has to be uh, assets with responsibility meaning land and it has to be hotel to dinar has to be more than the to 1 dinar so the land has to be worth fifteen oh one. now the gemara starts Tan rabanan Lazo zoh elif one woman's ketubah is worth a thousand. Ve la zoh and the other ones five hundred. Imi yeshamot ar dinar. If there's one extra dinar, fifteen on one, then elu not in ketubat iman, ve elu not in ketubat iman. Everyone takes the mother's ketubah money. Ve im lava nifnat yichleku b'shevah nifnat. They can split everything in half. Then it'd be fifteen hundred. Then it'll be seven fifty, seven fifty. So the Gemara says pshita merubin venitmaratu. I understand if there was a, a lot of money, let's say it was 1600 and then uh, something happened, the stock market went down, or the real estate went down, and now it's worth 1500 Well, K'var Huba and Yoshin, the Yoshin were already Zoché, and everyone uh, has their, it's like as if they already had their hands on their part. However, Mu'atin v'nitrabu mai. Let's say the market went up, so this 1400 went up to 1600 What would be the Halakha? The, the assets of a person named uh, the he also had the same idea, two women, one high Ktuba, one low Ktuba, and originally his assets were worth, let's say, 1400 and they went up. And the Yerushim came in front of Rav Amram, and the mother, when he told the people with the smaller Ktuba, Zilu Paisinhu, Go do some sort of compromise because really technically they they deserve their ktubatwin thechrin. They didn't listen to him. Faisitu Lehu, if you're not going to compromise with them, Machina Besilva de Loma I'm going to hit you with a thorn that doesn't have blood coming out of it. it means he's gonna put them in Khairem Nidui. the Rav So he set them in front of so Rav nahman to Amar So Amal Rav nahman told them. In the same way that when the assets were worth more and they went down in price, the Yoshim, everyone grabbed it's as if everyone grabbed whatever belonged to them. it's theirs, even if they didn't grab it yet. Same thing, when there's a very little asset, so the assets were worth 14 and they jumped up, and Everyone was Zokhay in their part. And it's as if they split in half. Now, that's the way Rashi explained it, meaning he was saying it's already too late, everyone was okay to 50-50, that's the split. Tosfot explains, no, the same way when it was up and went down, they got their ben in the Benindichin, same thing when it was down and went up, they also got Ketubat Benindichin. So it's a mechol Rashi and Tosfor I understand it and it would be an Next, the siman is, for the next uh, few sugiot, 1100, mitzvah b'ketubah, Yaakov zakav sedotav bidvarim asikin. So number one... There was a man who owed his friend a thousand zoos. He had two palaces... That were leaned on that uh, loan. who he sold them. One for 500, the other one for 500. So comes the creditor and he takes one of them because it's his, it's part of the, the lien on the loan. And then you want to take the other one. So now the, the buyer took a thousand zoos which is worth everything, he goes to the creditor, the buyer told the, the creditor, if this palace that you took is worth a thousand zoos, fine, and if the, the palace that you already took is not worth a thousand zoos, to you, to you it's not worth that much, here's a thousand in, in cash, basically can get out, now, Ramei Bar-chama Ramei Bar-chama thought to say that that's exactly our case in our Mishnah, where it says that if the Yetomim want to add another dinar into the pot to make it more than 1500, it's the same exact halacha. And therefore, we're not the same way in our Mishnah, we don't listen to them. The same way, this person can't just say the palace is worth a thousand. So, no. Hot, our Mishnah. The reason we don't listen to the yetomim with the, the, where the mother had the bigger ketubas is because because the other yetomim have a loss over here because now they used to get 50-50 now they're not getting as much. Haha, in this case, the the creditor is not losing anything. He's going to still get his thousand zoos. Alfaya, if he gave the the borrower thousand zoos, valfa shakil, and he's going to take from from wherever he's taking, he's going to take thousand zoos. He didn't lose anything. So now the Gemara's the, question is as follows: Okay, so there's going, going to be a deed. There's going to be a document that said that this person now owns it. Uh, he bought it for how much? So, so R'Avina Amar Rabina says he bought it for a thousand. Ravavira says he bought it for five hundred. V'hilcheta The halacha is: You write that he bought it for five hundred. It's not really worth a thousand. It's really worth five hundred. And the Gemara brings another case. There was a man, he owed people 100 zoos. Two small uh, lands. He sold both of them each for 50 zoos. One of the the creditors came and he took one of those lands. Then he went to take the other one. The buyer... It took a 100 zoos and went to him in Amaleh, and he told him, If the, the 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 land that you already took is worth you a 100, fine. And if not, take 100 zoos. And we said, I can get out from both of them. So exactly like the same thing as before, but with a smaller property. Now, if Yosef wanted to say, that's exactly our Mishnah, where it says, If the Yatomim is sad, we'll add a little bit to the pot and we don't listen to them. And Amar le'Abaye, Midame, Abaye said, How can you compare? Hatam in our Mishnah, Itleup said, There's a loss to the the, the second yetomim because they don't get their 50-50 anymore. Therefore, we don't listen. Hachamai psida itle. Over here, what losses you have? Meayahiv, he gave the borrower a hundred zuz, or Measha killing, he walks out with the hundred. Okay, so like my s asks in the Tiferah beKamakat Veyan. So what do we write in the document? How much was this land sold for? Ravina Amar beMe'ar of Avira Amar beChamshin. Ravina says a hundred of Avira fifty velchetah beChamshin. Halcha we write that is fifty. How Gavra Davu Maske beMe'azuzi. There was a the man who owed his friend the hundred zuz. Shachiv the borrower passed away. Shabaketina dara. So he left a little piece of land that is worth 50 zoos. And a creditor came and he took it. So now, the so so Yatomim went and they paid 50 zoos. So this way they could get back uh, the land. They got their land back. And then he went and he took it again. Look, you have a mitzvah out, for, out of Kavod for your father. To pay back his loans. It's not a mitzvah like shaking a Lulavra, she says, but it's more like a mitzvah the rabbana, therefore we can't force them. So since you have a mitzvah, the first 50 that you gave mitzvah, you did, you did a mitzvah, you paid back your father's loan. Hashtaki katarif. Now, when he took the, the land a second time, bedin katarif, he's right. He has the, the land was leaned onto his loan. And, and by the way, Abaye explains. That when do we say that he had a right to take a second time? That's the law That's as long as they didn't say these fifty zoos is for the land. And you could understand that this was in order to pay back their father's loan. Aval, amrudle, but if they, when they paid him the money, they set them an echam and these 50 zoos, de aketina. This is the land, the small land that you took. They moved them away. That's it. He has no connection to this land. If he wants to take the other land, it's a different story, but not to this land anymore. And the Gemara relates another story. A man's mother, she was married to someone else. I guess his father passed away or divorced. And she's married to someone else. He sold the rights to her ktuba to someone totally else for a small price. So this way, if his mother gets divorced from this guy and the money falls to him, he'll give it to the person who bought it off of him. And the son told the buyer, If my mother comes and she screams and she nullifies the sale, I'm not going to give you back your money. Now, what happened was, so the mother passed away, and she never nullified the sale. She never said anything. But Now, her son, who inherits her, and he's the one who protested the sale. Listen, he's standing over there in front of the mother, and therefore he doesn't have to give back the money. And Rabah, and Rabah told him, "No, he has to get back the money." Why? The, the son did not accept upon himself the responsibility for his mother's actions. However, the responsibility for his own actions, he didn't uh, accept. Of course, he accepted it upon himself. At least, whatever you know, whatever he says or he does. I mean, he's not going to be the one who causes the loss. Maybe his mother. Okay, I can't control my mother, but he himself, he'll control himself. And therefore, he cannot nullify that transaction, that transaction, because he has to give the ktuba money. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.